0: Good morning and welcome to another virtual legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing partner of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today, if it weren't a copyright violation, I would start out with a little Roy Orbison, a little in Dreams, because I'd like to talk about some of the things we're seeing leaked out from the closed, quasi-open Dreams beta. And if you're not familiar with Dreams as a project, uh, it is a video game that the company Media Molecule, which is a subsidiary of Sony, uh, has been working on for seemingly forever, uh, but at least for the last couple years. Uh, they are the company behind Little Big Planet, uh, which was uh, at its core a kind of games creation engine, primarily for 2D platformers, although the creativity of the entire world when placed on a video game or other tool set can really create some remarkable things, uh, and Little Big Planet was no exception. Uh, but Dreams is kind of their three-dimensional approach uh, to what they had been working on uh, with Little Big Planet, and we are starting to see a few things leak out which have caused a number of people that either follow me on Twitter or subscribe to this channel to ask me some questions about the legality of things uh, and so without further ado let's take a look at some of the stuff we're starting to see come out of the Dreams beta because it really is quite fascinating so Here we have uh, an article from yesterday, but really about last week, uh, that talks about PT being remade in dreams that proves it could be a secret horror hit. Uh, And again, if you're not familiar, PT is what was a playable teaser from a Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro reimagined Silent Hill that was going to take place Uh, a number of years back before Hideo Kojima and Konami's falling out. And uh, that collaboration between Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro has continued on to some extent, as far as we know, with Death Stranding, which is Hideo Kojima's new title that is coming out from his own studio after he left Konami. But P.T. was really something of a revelation. It was essentially shadow dropped at E3, Uh, People didn't know what it was. You went in and you walked down hallways and had some horrific experiences with with ghosts and other things. There was also a kind of community engagement piece in terms of figuring out how to advance through it uh, because the last couple steps were so confusing to get to what was then a trailer for what was to be a game called Silent Hills. But it was such a fan favorite that when Konami... Uh, turned off access to it because the project was no longer going forward. A number of people took a number of steps to really make sure that they had a copy of PT on their hard drive and that they didn't lose it uh, when they transferred things from their PlayStations and things of that nature. So what we saw this last week uh, was that the Dreams beta, the people that have the tool set currently under NDA uh, to use Dreams as as a game creation engine, had been making things, and one of the things that they had made was a kind of first walk down the hallway in PT. Uh, And so we're going to look at this article and then we're going to play this video because for those of you who have played PT, you'll see how impressive it is. Uh, Otherwise, if you haven't played it, you should know that this is probably 90% or close to it fidelity of what it was like to play the original PT, which raises its own questions and certainly is one of the reasons why people wound up asking me so many things. So reading from this article, we're nearly a month into the Dreams beta and things have taken a turn for the terrifyingly delightful. Though users must sign a non-disclosure agreement to participate, some gameplay snippets have inevitably slipped past the veil of silence, and fans of PT will be happy to see one in particular. I'm going to take a moment of pause here for just one second. Uh, You see this a lot online. You see this a lot on Reddit or on NeoGAF or on Reset Era about people asking about distributing things that are clearly broken, uh, an existing NDA, uh, and whether or not that's a breach on their part, whether they have to be concerned. One thing I want to say just as as kind of a side note is for the most part, you don't have obligations outside of obviously the law and, and the Constitution and kind of the overall rules of society. But on a contractual basis, you don't have an obligation for things that you didn't sign. Um, so while the person that has leaked this PT video from Dreams is undoubtedly in breach of whatever non-disclosure conditions they have agreed to as part of that license, I'm not a part of the beta, so I don't know what that license looks like, but it's probably a pretty standard NDA that says you can't disclose this stuff. They're in breach. Once it's out, the third party is not in breach to take a look at it. They're not in breach to distribute it. Uh, it's not your liability. It's the initial person's liability. And while you probably should listen to any kind of letter or, or legal request from uh, Sony or Media Molecule to take it down, if you don't have a, a big law firm or, or expensive lawyers backing you up, uh, you should take it down. You don't have to, Uh, and if you wanted to fight it, you probably could. Uh, And certainly journalistic outlets like the the bigger ones, Kotaku and IGN and GameSpot, if they put these up, or or GamesRadar here, uh, probably could do so if Media Molecule or Sony wanted to ask them to take it down. Uh, But chances are they're not going to want to ask them to take it down because it is such a good advertisement for what Dreams is capable of. So now we're looking at the video of PT recreated in Dreams, which is from a a Twitter feed uh, of uh, Sergeant Bike. And you can see here that even though we hadn't seen anything like this in the trailers of Dreams at E3 or prior to now of a kind of geometric hallway or anything that kind of looked like a normal house, uh, it is a very high fidelity, very, very close approximation of what PT actually looks like, which is impressive in its own right. And certainly I think Media Molecule and Sony uh, like that something like this has gone out Uh, and and been linked because of how impressive it is. There's certainly been a lot of buzz on the internet, on Twitter and on other places about how high fidelity this is to the original gameplay experience and just what exactly Dreams is capable of. Uh, And you see here as the article continues, This recreation consists of one loop through the hallway. P.T. is a number of loops that have continuing horror elements that happen as you go through the hallway again and again and things change. The tiny photorealistic details aren't there. Fox Engine, the engine that was behind P.T. We hardly knew ye before you were relegated to life as the backbone of P.E.S., the soccer game. But the atmosphere is. The final game will have more tools than are available in the beta. Hopefully some intrepid soul will use them to recreate everything from Lisa... To the talking fetus in the sink, which is, again, a a PT mainstay. Uh, They also go on to have another video of some people recreating certain portions of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, uh, which are interesting. It's not quite that same high fidelity, and it looks like it has already been taken down by the time I got to this article, which is a tweet from only a couple days ago. Uh, So uh, this article then says it's a lovely recreation of the Kokiri Forest and sensible repurposing of the default humanoid dreams model. And that's what we're looking at. We're looking at these kind of high fidelity recreations of video games that people like in Dreams using a tool set that's provided by Sony and Media Molecule. And then yesterday, we wound up seeing another kind of really crazy video that had come out of the Dreams uh, beta. And this is uh, from an article from Bloody Disgusting, which is a horror website that says, Dreams beta users recreate dead space in game and dead space is a uh, horror survival horror shooter type science fiction game that was released by Electronic Arts a while back uh, and features essentially a spaceman walking through haunted uh, event horizon type uh, space corridors and fighting various monsters in that environment. Uh, And we can see from the video here that you've got a a shot of what looks to be very similar to the main character from the Dead Space series walking out onto a veranda, looking out over a, a solar system that isn't exact to what Dead Space originally looked like uh, or what Dead Space 2 uh, looks like, uh, but it is certainly evocative of that. They've been able to recreate what is the kind of in-game health bar on the the back spine of the main character. And certainly the views are, are very extensive. And this video comes from a uh, another Twitter feed from uh, the Cal G uh, who uh, I follow uh, and is a good follow and does a lot of good art. Um, and also supports uh, the Easy Allies, which I'm a sponsor of. Uh, And then this article says, Those who have been keeping tabs on Media Molecule's upcoming PlayStation 4 exclusive sandbox game Dreams finally have the beta after a couple of years of delay, and now that they have it, users have been able to create some pretty cool stuff, like recreating Dead Space. Now keep in mind, the users who have done this have essentially broken the NDA, which is generally not wise, but seeing as it's already out there, to ignore the stuff that people have done, like recreating Visceral Games' classic sci-fi horror game, seems kind of ridiculous. Anyways, for those unaware, Dreams has the player controlling an imp via the PS4 controller or with PlayStation Move, which, like a mouse cursor, can be used to interact in the game's world, creating new items and characters. The whole thing is meant to be as intuitive and accessible as possible. It's quite ambitious, and from what has been leaked, players are taking advantage of the engine's power. Plus it also shows once again, how we so need another Dead Space game. And then they show the video that we were just talking about. And the reason this is on virtual legality at all is because of the questions this kind of thing raises obviously sony and media molecule don't own the rights to pt those are owned by konami obviously they don't own the rights to dead space those are owned by electronic arts and neither do in all likelihood the people that are making these creations in dreams and so what does that mean from a legal perspective and so the first thing i want to kind of go over is the the questions that were asked to me in this thread yesterday that i talked about on twitter a little bit and do follow me at hoag on twitter because i do get into these things from time to time and i i think Think we have some fun conversations about the nature of all sorts of stuff, and also you get me slowly dissolving into mush as I watch a Michigan football loss, uh, and so that's that's something to look forward to as well. Uh, but we see here uh, the actual uh, tweet that caused me to to kind of converse with uh, one of the folks on Twitter on this. Dreams is insane. It's clearly more of a game design application than a game itself. With this recreation of Dead Space and the one of P.T. shown a week ago, I wonder what kind of trouble they'll run into with fan creations of protected properties. I'd love to get Hoglaw's take. And this is from J. Hunter Pearson on Twitter. And so I start responding to this, and I have my hashtag advice because it's very important, as you see at the front end of this video, as you see in uh, the other places that I comment online. Uh, this is all informational. This is all educational. I try to have these conversations because I think they're fun to have, and I think they're useful to have with someone that has a background in law that went to law school and deals with kind of contract issues on a regular basis. But when I talk about these things, I don't have all the background. Nobody has hired me. Nobody is a client. And if you ask me this question on Twitter, that doesn't make you a client either. So I have a hashtag advice. Which basically means, hey, this is all for information and education and fun. And my comment here was, my guess is that the license will say that each player represents that their work does not infringe. That everybody that's making things uh, will essentially promise to Sony and Media Molecule that they have the rights to make whatever they're making and that they don't infringe on anybody else's rights. If an IP holder asks, the real IP holder, Konami, Electronic Arts, maybe Nintendo in the case of that Zelda remake, Media Molecule will take down any infringing materials. Like fan games most will probably survive in the largesse of the IP holder. And on that fan games topic, this really is a kind of similar concept. There are a number of fangames out there in all places, in all corners of the internet. And those fan games are essentially infringing derivative works on the property owned by someone else. So when you see a Mario 1-1 remake, or you see something taking a Ninja Gaiden and spinning it off into something new, those are infringing on the original IP holder's rights. And for the most part... Either the original IP holder doesn't know about them because they're small enough or they don't care uh, because there are certain things that they get out of having their intellectual property out there uh, and in terms of advertisement, in terms of driving people to the brand that they do hold that maybe they're okay with. And you see different IP holders treat these kinds of things differently. So Disney might have an iron hand and make sure that nobody uses Mickey Mouse while Nintendo might have a little bit more of an open hand and allow people to make Mario 1-1 in all sorts of different formats because they think that's a useful advertising thing for them. I go on and say, that said, at this level of fidelity, it is possible that someone could come after Media Molecule for a kind of contributory infringement claim. But in general, simply providing the tools has not been something that has been actionable in the past. There are exceptions, of course, to every rule. Uh, and then uh, J. Hunter Pearson goes on here and says, the fidelity is where my head goes. People have just gotten their heads, uh, hands on this tool and look what they've already created. Once they really get their feet wet, just imagine what can be done. The hypothetical scenarios are endless. Imagine a remake of Mario 64, for example. To which I say, yup, it seems like a great engine. Usually, though, there's not enough to get the engine provider in trouble. It would be different, however, if Media Molecule started naming their tool Mario Maker or having a Make Halo 2 in Dreams contest. Uh, And then uh, the the response to that is basically that aren't those people going to make those anyway? Uh, And these will end up on a list and it will help sell copies. And I say, that's probably pretty much what they're banking on. And most IP holders will likely be okay with it, both because any recreation is unlikely to be flawless and because it serves as an ad for the real deal. That said, some won't and you can't expect and you can expect to see some taken down, which is kind of the overall concept of what I mentioned before and what I've mentioned in respect to fan games when talking with the Easy Allies and Help Us Out Hogan, things of that nature. When I say it's at the largest of the IP holder, it essentially means, hey, this is a technical violation of the law. What are the likely things that can happen to you when you technically violate the law in this way? It's unlikely anybody's going to prosecute you. It's unlikely anybody's going to be thrown in jail. And I don't think Media Molecule or Sony really have a lot of legal liability in this. And I'm going to talk about why as part of this video. But what can happen is that Konami can turn around and say, hey, we are sick of hearing about PT. We're sick of thinking about Hideo Kojima. We're very glad he's out of here and doing whatever he's doing on his own. And we don't want PT out there because we think every time you reference PT, it makes us look bad. It reminds you of the fact that Konami did this to Hideo Kojima. You have negative thoughts about the brand Konami, and we don't want that out there. So hey media molecule we can see this is infringing we're putting in a note we're potentially sending you a letter you know it's infringing now please take it down and in all likelihood sony and media molecule will absolutely take it down and this isn't exactly a hypothetical one thing that while i was preparing for this video i did was i took a look back At Media Molecule's last game series, Little Big Planet, and took a look at when Little Big Planet was initially released, what kind of happened there with copyright, what kind of happened there in terms of how they dealt with it. And I think it's very informative for what we can expect to see in respective dreams. So I'm going to go to an article from GameIndustry.biz that's from a while back now, especially in internet years. It's from 2008, and I'm going to read from it a little bit. And this says, Little Big Planet levels removed over copyright fears. Media Molecule hopes to work with users to tweak content rather than delete entirely. Media Molecule is removing user created levels for Little Big Planet where they feature copyrighted material or other unsuitable content. While one of the biggest draws for the PlayStation 3 game is the ability for users to create their own content, such freedom is providing a headache for the developer faced with moderating submissions for download. Simply removing the offending content has sparked some complaints from the fan community, but Media Molecule has said that it is working on a solution to better communicate with users as to why levels have been deleted. We're reviewing the moderating system currently to provide better feedback on why levels are moderated, said a spokesman for publisher Sony on the official forums. Primarily, any level that is reported using the grief tool will be checked over by a moderator. So let's take a step out here. This is a quote, again, from the spokesperson for publisher Sony. But the way Little Big Planet works and the way a lot of content that is created by players works in the video game industry is that there's so much that goes up. There's so high volume that the people that are making the servers available like Media Molecule and Sony that are allowing this stuff to be published and shared don't really have a handle on everything that gets released. So they depend on players to essentially report things. So in the case of Planet, you have a grief tool. I think there's a good grief button. Uh, and essentially you say okay, this is violating your restrictions on uh, violence, or it's violating your restrictions on sexual content, or it's violating your restrictions, and one of those things can be on copyright infringement. And once that tool is clicked once the buttons are hit and maybe there's a threshold for number of times that has to be hit once that threshold is met then somebody actually as a person a human being somewhere in Sony or Media Molecule takes a look at the content and says oh yeah that's a that's a Metal Gear level or that's a Zelda or in the case of Dreams now that's PT or that's Dead Space and if we had that threshold if it's come into our knowledge if we actually have actual knowledge of what this thing is then we'll ter- probably say, okay, this is copyright infringement, and we're going to take it down, or we're going to advise you to change it so it's not infringing, and you can act on that. And we're going to talk a little bit about the promises that players make, not necessarily in the EULA of Dreams, the end-user license agreement of Dreams, or in Planet, but at the actual kind of higher-level baseline uh, license agreement that everybody who has entered into anything on the PlayStation Network has agreed to by nature of the the click-throughs the the accept the license terms that you have to do to do anything online on the PlayStation Network already covers these things which I referenced in my previous Twitter thread uh, continuing on with the quote if a level is found to be in violation of the EULA it will be moderated and you will receive a message to that effect explains the post we're moving towards a system where additional information is given so that we tell you it's copyright infringement and not something else. However, for the time being, if you don't want your level moderated, avoid anything unsuitable for users of all ages and copyright content. Levels featuring content from games and other media, including Metal Gear Solid, The Legend of Zelda, Batman and Scrubs have all been removed from the servers with users complaining that they have spent hours creating content and have no backup of their work. Sony has said it hopes to inform users how they can tweak their creations to make them suitable rather than be forced to delete the entire level. We want to ensure that creator's levels are only permanently removed if they warrant it. In most innocent cases, a simple tweak to the level may be required, and that's what we're working on communicating. And again, this is the article from 2008. This is right back at the start of when all this was originally being discussed. Uh, And it's important to to, to note that this is basically the same issue that dreams is going to have to be dealing with and this is the same company and the same publisher so they certainly are putting things in place to have a policy and procedures and to be ready for the claims that are going to be made on certain products uh, and the claims that could be coming in from third parties that have these intellectual property rights that maybe they don't want to see in dreams and and going forward from there. But just the fact that they're reported, just the fact that they are copyright infringing doesn't necessarily mean that they will be taken down, doesn't necessarily mean uh, that Media Molecule and Sony will act against the people creating these things. And, and that's because the intellectual property holders themselves aren't a megalith. They aren't going to operate as a monopoly. They aren't thinking the same things. Each individual intellectual property holder has different thoughts about what's good marketing, what's bad marketing for their intellectual property. And we can see that. In an interview that was done between Media Molecule and uh, IGN, again, back in 2008. And in this interview, uh, some of the folks at Media Molecule talk about the copyright issues. I'm going to scroll down to those right now. And the IGN prompting question is, were you anticipating some of the copyright issues that blighted the game? early on. So this is a couple months after release of Little Big Planet, and they're talking about what we just went over in terms of the games industry article. And they say, we always had plans for dealing with that, but there were some problems in the process that we hadn't foreseen. We learned from it, and Sony worked really hard to resolve it. And Presumably, one can anticipate that they have learned from these things on the Little Big Planet level and are incorporating some of the stuff that they learned 10 years ago into what they're working on as their policies and procedures for dreams. But the more important answer is here from Alex Evans. There were three issues. One was negative and two were positive. The negative one was how hard it was to get worldwide legal harmony because different countries have different laws around copyright infringement. We knew that people would be creative and that there would be references. It was hard getting the right balance on a worldwide angle. So We've talked a lot about this on this channel, on my blog posts, on my Twitter and elsewhere. But the notion of fair use, the notion of references, the notion of parodies, what is allowed under copyright law is very different in the United States and is very different in some European countries, is very different from some Asian companies and other locations. And so to the extent you might have a defense, to the extent someone says, hey, take this down and you say, hey, it's parody. That's a problem for Media Molecule. That's a problem for Sony. They're probably going to err on the side of caution and just take things down under their overall license right to determine what's available on their servers. But it must have been maddening to try to figure that out on kind of the margin basis of copyright. It's very easy to say, hey, this is an entire level of the Batman video game, and you're not the owners of the Batman video game. You're not Warner Brothers. You're not Rocksteady. You're not whomever. And we can take that down because this is obvious infringement. It's a little bit different when there's a reference to uh, a Batarang in one level and it's really just a reference and it's not anything higher than that. And what should be done there? And is that infringing? And if the people that own Batman come after you, what should be done? Uh, And again, I think certainly they'll take uh, the steps of removing things that are even close and on the margins here. But it must be maddening in-house. And that, I think, is what they're describing. Um, But then there's these two mad positives going on with the quote. One was the high quality of the levels, including the infringing ones, and that's only going to become a bigger, bigger issue with dreams. The other point is the number of IP owners who came up to us and said, please whitelist us. We'll never ask you to pull infringing stuff. I can't say who that is, but those two things really shocked me. I think it shocked the IP holders who were like, hang on, my IP is being represented and it's being represented really well. The IP holders have to have at least say over the representation of their brand, and that's fair enough. So we've always got to have a method for people misusing a brand. But what's been really lovely is how well represented so many brands are. And I think that's important to note. For the most part, almost everything in Dreams is not going to be a criticism of the original product. You're not going to spend hours and hours, maybe thousands of hours, rebuilding something that you hate to comment on the fact that you hate it, or to put uh, symbols in or hate speech in that are going to be... Negative reflections on the brand that you're trying to build a level for. So, in most cases, what you're going to see built that is going to be evocative of owned intellectual property is very likely to be positive. And I think what you were seeing with uh, Little Big Planet and what you're going to be seeing with Dreams and what you've certainly seen from what has already been leaked out are loving recreations of things that people really love. And so, Dead Space, I think, has probably got a better chance to survive than something like PT because of that tortured history that Konami has with PT because of that tortured history that Konami has with Hideo Kojima. These are the kinds of things that are going to be conversations in the boardrooms of the actual intellectual property holders who will then have the option of potentially saying to Sony and Media Molecule, take that down. And so that is an interesting part of this whole story, which is just like fan games, uh, just like Sonic Mania uh, and the predecessors to that game. There are reasons for these intellectual property holders to allow intellectual property infringement on kind of the margins, uh, but they still are the ultimate arbiters. They are still the ultimate controllers of their intellectual property and their brand. That is what it means to hold a copyright. And if they want to lower the hammer, they can. And the reason they can is because if we look at the Sony Terms of Service for PlayStation Network Services, and here we are on the iteration that was last revised in September of 2018, which I have every reason to believe, at least online, is the most recent version of this license. It says it applies to your access and use of the PlayStation Network products and services, which would be those services that are required to essentially network dreams and to upload and share and publish your projects um, amongst other people we look down at this whole set of terms and conditions and I know nobody reads these but it's useful uh, when we're talking about these kinds of things we go through community code of uh, conduct all users are expected to follow a reasonable common sense code of conduct when using PSN servers Uh, users are required to take into consideration community standards and refrain from abusive or deceptive conduct cheating hacking or other misuse of PSN services Rights of other users should be respected. You must adhere to the following rules of conduct when using PSN services of your account. You won't do really bad stuff. Also, we've got highlighted these two issues. You may not upload, post, stream, access, or transmit any content that you know or should have known to be infringing or that violates any third-party rights, any law or regulation, or contractual or fiduciary obligations. So... To break that down, every user of PlayStation services as kind of a baseline, regardless of whether what they're using the PlayStation services for includes kind of player generated content or not, agrees that whatever they produce, whatever they upload, whatever they put on the service won't be infringing someone else's rights. And this is kind of a safety net at the corporate level for Sony and Media Molecule. And Media Molecule might well have another EULA term sheet, I would imagine that they do when you sign into Dreams, I just don't have access to it, that says something very similar. That says, hey, we know you're creating player content here. You promise it won't be defamatory. It won't attack people. It won't harass people. And it won't violate copyrights of somebody else. Some, you won't steal things that are owned by someone else and put them up here unless you, <clears throat> uh, unless you actually own the intellectual property uh, that is being portrayed. And that's going to be covering Media Molecule. That's going to be covering Sony. As you can see, even from the leaks uh, of the beta, it's not going to actually stop people at a very real level. It's not going to stop people that want to rebuild PT. It's not going to stop people that want to rebuild Metal Gear Solid or that want to rebuild Dead Space. And that's still going to happen. But Sony and Media Molecule can at least say, hey, the volume is so high. We put this stuff in their contract. These people have promised that they won't infringe. If they do infringe, then we will take it down as soon as it happens. And the other beat on the conduct policy of the terms of service that kind of covers this says, you may not conduct any activities that violate any local, state, or federal laws, including copyright or trademark infringement, defamation, invasion of privacy, identity theft, hacking, stalking fraud, stealing or using without purchasing, where payment is required, any content or service, and distributing counterfeit software or accounts, which is a lot of bad stuff. But in the middle of that list, it includes copyright or trademark infringement. So Sony has put this list together. Everybody that uses the PlayStation Network, everybody that uses the PlayStation for anything online, essentially agrees to these terms that says, hey, I'm not going to infringe. And if I do, if I make PT and if I make Dead Space just like making a fan game out in the real world without using a dreams engine without using little big planet you are essentially allowing the intellectual property holder to potentially come after you if you if they wanted to. Uh, but the exposure risk is so minimal on these kinds of things because there's really no damages, especially from Dreams and Little Big Planet. There's no way to make money, as far as I know, uh, from releasing these projects in the Dreams environment. It's essentially just a love letter. It really is a pure fan game to these games that these people probably really enjoyed in terms of PT and, and Dead Space that we've seen so far. And to bring things all back in a full loop, if you've been following this channel, you know this is one of the topics that has really come up uh, a lot uh, on this channel and in video game kind of legality this year in general. This comes back to the kind of DMCA concepts, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act that we have talked about before, about how the law is structured to essentially protect the media molecules and the Sonys of the world from potential infringement, because In 1998, legislatures of the United States decided that they really wanted to protect people on the Internet that were providing essentially combination services uh, like we saw with Star Control, like we've seen in some other stories, Steam and good old games and people that share digital content that – If you imagine Steam is essentially like a games engine, like Dreams or like Little Big Planet, but the users there are game developers and they're uploading their own creations to Steam or to good old games, we have a kind of similar thing. So that when somebody complains about infringement at that level, the DMCA comes in and says, uh, a service provider shall not be liable for monetary relief. They won't be liable uh, for infringement of copyright by reason of the storage at the direction of a user of material that resides on their system or network. If... They didn't have actual knowledge that it was infringing. And again, Sony Media Molecule can say there's so much stuff here. We don't see everything. As soon as we see it, we do something. Is not aware of facts or circumstances from which infringing activity is apparent. And again, this is kind of talking about what I talked about in my Twitter thread, which is to say... This doesn't protect Media Molecule and Sony if they were to have a contest that says recreate Halo 2 in Dreams or to call their tools, hey, this is, the, uh, this is the PT tool set that helps you make hallways. These are the kinds of things where you start seeing them encouraging copyright infringement and maybe coming into their own kind of contributory copyright infringement rather than just having, hey, we have this artistic palette, we have this toolbox, make whatever you want. You've promised us you won't infringe, so we trust you there and good luck. If they start to have these kinds of concepts of, hey, we're going to highlight all these infringing materials, hey, we're going to provide these tools that have infringing names, things of that nature, they could find themselves in a different kind of scenario. But provided they don't do that, and I can't imagine that they will, they are not liable for monetary relief or injunctive relief. They're not liable, period, as long as when they find out about infringement, they act expeditiously to remove or disable access to the material. Uh, And so that's what you have seen in operation. Now, you're not seeing necessarily formal DMCA takedown notices from these companies, but they don't really have to be formal in order to essentially have a letter that says, A, if you make us, the next step is we follow DMCA takedown, et cetera, et cetera. We can just say all right, we're Konami. We don't like PT being on your service. We see that it's on there. We don't love the combination of that intellectual property with thoughts about Konami. And so we are now informing you that it's infringing. Please take it down or else we'll be forced to issue a formal DMCA takedown notice. We'll go through that whole process. But rather than do that, we don't think that's necessary. Just take it down every everyone can see that it's obviously infringing but the dmca stands as the backstop for essentially sony and media molecule and copyright law in general to say okay we can provide these services we can provide this tool set and We've made people promise that it's not infringing, so we have no actual knowledge of infringement. We've done all the steps that a reasonable corporation can do in the modern environment, and we take things down when people ask us to take them down. And that's really what we're looking at here. Even at this high fidelity, even at a game that looks so much like the game from which it has taken its inspiration, we're looking at something that is still uh, essentially up to the intellectual property holder to take down if they want to take it down. And there are going to be differences of opinions at the intellectual property holder level about whether or not appearing in Dreams is a good thing. And it's not going to be something that's blanket applied to every video game. It's going to be a good thing for some, like probably Dead Space, but we'll see what Electronic Arts does about that. And not so good of a thing for others, like PT, which Konami can essentially make no money from and has no uh, incentive to allow to appear on Dreams. Now, maybe they'll do it because they want to be seen as a good guy, and there is kind of a goodwill component Because if it's taken down and it comes out that Konami made them take it down, then that's another kind of checkmark of bad behavior that the Internet might uh, put on Konami. So these are the kinds of decisions that are made at the executive offices. These are the kinds of decisions that are made at the board level to determine what they're going to do with respect to these intellectual property infringements that are out there but aren't really harming anybody. Nothing's being sold. uh, And so... That's really my take on the Dream situation. It's very similar to the Little Big Planet situation from 2008 and from the other releases of Little Big Planet. And so I think you're going to see a similar procedure, uh, which is that you promise that you're not infringing if you're a player creator in Dreams. And if somebody reports you for infringement, then an actual human being looks at it. And if it's infringing, it, it probably gets taken down. Uh, and certainly, if from the outside a third party says, "Hey, that's our intellectual property, and it should be taken down," probably Media Molecule is going to take it down, uh, because. They're in all likelihood going to get the press. They're going to get the publicity they want from the original leak. And then when they take it down, they're going to explain that it was infringing and people are going to understand that. So I think that's probably what you're likely to see. I don't think you're likely to see uh, legal liability. I don't think you're likely to see lawsuits or damage claims or anything like that unless something really gets bad or unless Media Molecule and Sony decide to, uh, to dig their feet in and not take down something that was requested to be taken down. But i really don't see that as a likely scenario and so what we're looking at is people making what they want to make and if it flies under the radar it's probably going to be okay and if it pops up and somebody doesn't like it it's probably going to get taken down uh so that's my take Uh, and again if you're new to this channel this is what i talk about this is a virtual legality episode i talk about the law and business of software and information technology intellectual property and, and a lot about video games. I also talk about pop culture. You see, I did a first impressions of Ace Combat 7, which I really enjoyed this last weekend. And talk a little bit about sports. I'm a Michigan Wolverine. and went to Michigan Law School. And I talk uh, extensively on a radio program that I help sponsor. And... That's what really appears in this channel. So if you like this, please do like it. Please subscribe. Please follow me on Twitter and please tell your friends. I've really been enjoying doing this and I've had some good growth on this channel so far. But I would love to see even more growth and to really keep doing this on a regular basis. So if you do those things, uh, I would really appreciate it. And again, any comment and feedback is always appreciated. Uh, If you have any questions, please let me know. If you have any thoughts on this topic, please let me know. I love having these discussions in the comments and I'd love to continue to do so in the future. Uh, So with that all being said, have a great rest of your day. And thanks so very much for watching.